This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalza. Today, we will be concluding a sermon in Pastor's Heavenly Authority series, where the focus has been on the qualification for the administration offices, pastor, elder, bishop. When we left off, Pastor Greg was discussing the criteria given in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, where Paul says that the bishop must be one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? You remember, when we examine the word in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 28 for administrations, it comes from a word in Greek and Latin from pilotage, to steer, to be a helmsman. And a family is like a ship. The church is like a ship. And it's in pretty rocky waters. And if you don't have a good helmsman, someone there that's faithful and responsible, who sees his task as noble, to steer that ship, or if others are not allowing him to steer, if there's mutiny, and they're pulling away at him as he's trying to steer in the hard waters, that ship is in danger, be it the family, be it the church, of sinking, of hitting a rock and going down. And when it goes down, everyone goes down with it. You know, I think of when I was a kid, the feminist movement, and how we're supposed to lift women up, right? Women were outside the control of their husbands any longer, right? And they could now stand on their own and they could be just like men. And you fast forward from 1968 to 2008, 40 years later, and what have women become in society? They basically, if you turn on the TV, if you go and stop and shop and you pass by the Sports Illustrated stand, they become sex objects, right? They, they've taken, they've made our young girls shameful and, and, and abased because of this teaching that goes on, you're free, you're free, you're free. And the fellas, many of the fellas don't want to get married anymore. Why should they get married? They don't want to settle down and have kids. They have everything they need. And the men, rather than being men that steer the ship, are becoming big babies without responsibility, without leadership. They know that fathers are not respected. And why should they put themselves in that position? They're getting everything they want. They're having a good time for themselves. And women are finding themselves single moms, having to raise children, go to work, take care of a house all at one time. There's no man. And they turn around to 30, 40 years old and say, where is this man that I'm supposed to find? Well, when you take the foundation, when you crush the foundations of society, and you take one of the things you take out of it is what God makes the man to be in a family. Not a dictator, but a manager, a leader, someone that steers that ship that has a tremendous amount of responsibility and should be given some respect for it. The men don't want to do the responsibility if they don't get the benefits of respect. And now you have a bunch of people saying, we can control our own lives. Don't you control me. Don't you control me. And nothing's being controlled. And it's all falling 
upon. It's been crushed, it's been trampled on by this lie. Men should be brought up to know they have a responsibility to their families. And families should respect those men that take that responsibility seriously. And then everything works right. Everything starts to work right in the household. Paul doesn't want the church to sink. And you notice the higher priority now, the calling, this is not just speaking about the immediate family. This is speaking about, for if a man does not know how to rule over his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Now you're speaking of the church of God. How important it is to have people that do that which is right. Now we've, Paul doesn't want to have chaos in the church. We have talked a great deal about the fact that everybody is a brother in Christ Jesus. No one person should lord it over another. There is no intermediate between you and God. We are each to go to Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the mediator of the new covenant. We go to him directly. So no one should be exalted up, lifted up. And Paul has, we have seen in his letters, in the other letters of the apostles, in the teachings of Jesus, that there's not supposed to be this lording over one to the other. And yet you have this dynamic situation that if an individual is placed in a position of leadership, Obviously, they need to be able to do what they have to do, just like a father in the family. Not to be a dictator, but rather to have the respect to do what he has to do. Same in the church, there has to be a respect for those who are in the position of the elder, of the overseer, bishop, of the pastor. For everything to go properly, for there not to be chaos, for the ship to sail the right way. This horrible cycle in families of men becoming big babies and not doing what they should do. And if they do do it, not treated with the proper respect and it kind of feeds itself around. You see in the church also. And verse six then, not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Not a recent convert, not a novice. The word there is naafutos, we get neophyte from it. It means not newly planted, not a new planting. So this overseer should not be, should not be a novice, a new convert, not inexperienced. Otherwise, he's unfit to act as an overseer. And it's not just an age thing. I, you know, I think back to one church we were at where um, there was this young fellow that was in a band and he had a tremendous voice, and he got saved. And he was singing at the church, and he had a you know, beautiful voice. But he was newly saved, really very newly saved, a new convert. And the attention he was getting from the people there, obviously thinking, wow, we can have a tremendous music ministry now with this young guy that was in a band, and he's got a good voice. They were talking about him and talking about him, and you could feel him there. And the word, what does Paul say here? less being puffed up. You can feel the chest swelling as he's up there. He was getting very puffed up by having all this attention being given to him. Uh, not good. It's not good. Also, and it's not a matter of age. There was a program on some years back where there was this man who was an older man. He had a number of PhD degrees, but he was not a believer. He had just become a believer. 
And because he had had all this success in the secular world, automatically everyone said, oh, he's going to be a great leader. We have here an Apostle Paul. And you hear them talking about him. The man, really, he might have had all types of background. His background might have been extensive in other areas. But he really knew very little. He was a new convert to Christianity. Someone there who had more experience in the law that didn't have his credentials would have made a better elder than him. And you can see from the conversation that ensued between him and the interviewer that he thought very highly of himself. Rather than saying, gee, all these years with all these degrees, I've taught things wrong and I should be humble and contrite and ask God's forgiveness for all the, the bad I've done, the wrong information I've given, well, now I've arrived. Now I'm a Christian. So obviously I should now lead this group when the man was just newly converted. He was an older man, but he was a novice. He was a neophyte. You see what Paul says here? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he will fall into the same condemnation as the devil. How important before being placed in any position that the person, the individual, has a solid foundation knowing the lack in themselves and that all is by Christ and we stand only by the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's, it's not just an issue of age, of chronological age. If you look later on in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, Paul tells Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word and conduct and love and spirit and faith and purity. It's not a matter of necessarily chronological age. In Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 7, But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you will speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. So it's not a matter of chronological age. Remember, the Lord was 30 years old when he was doing his ministry. It's a matter of your age in the Lord. And when someone is newly converted, that's the time many times when the devil likes to come in and twist sound doctrine, try to get them to go off to the left, to the right. And it sometimes takes the intervention of a lot of older Christians, people that know the Lord longer, not necessarily chronologically older, to be able to say, wait, this is what Jesus taught. Let's look at the whole Bible. Let's go through all the scriptures for that person to mature to a position that they then can lead others. So uh, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he falls into the same condemnation as the devil. The devil thought he was so beautiful, so wise, and he sinned. If a person comes to the Lord and they're lifted into position too fast, they think who they are. And isn't that a problem in many ministries, many churches? The leadership puffed up with pride, puffed up, and now, now I'm here, the now I'm here attitude. We had one church, a local church nearby, that we had at least two, I believe it was three pastors that came in uh, sequence, right? And they called the local pastors, me being one of them, of small churches. And when you came into their office, they said, well, now I'm here, so you can close up your small church. They wanted everything consolidated onto their church. 
Uh, one man uh, ran off with a prostitute later on. Another man was caught with a secretary. I mean, they, they each one of them, the more they puffed themselves up, now I'm here, the greater was their fall. But that attitude, and you see it in the large ministries, causes great problems. And so that's a, that's a caution to any in leadership to beware of pride. Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. And we'll stop there for today because the next section is very important. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these guidelines you give us in your word. And Father, we just pray, Lord, we do need you to bring up and lift up men, Lord, that take the responsibility of leadership seriously, Father. Men who love their families, that love their wives and their children, Lord, that see their families as important to them, Lord, that would see your church as important to them and love your new family in Christ Jesus. Father, there are serious people out there that are called into service, Father, and too often in the church, they're the last ones that are called. But Father, you know who they are. Bring them, Lord, into, into those positions, Father, where your church can be made aright. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. On our website at shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, a library of radio programs, links to our podcasts on Google and Apple, and a link to our 10.30 a.m. Sunday live stream on YouTube. You can then watch these live streams 24-7 on YouTube, Rumble.com, or the website itself. And the website again is shiarjashub.org.